This podcast is brought to you by Golden Cricket Protein Bars. Golden Cricket utilizes the most sustainable protein source on the planet, crickets. Yes, the insects. And it comes in a delicious flavor of peanut butter, chocolate, banana. Why crickets? Because they're 65% protein by weight, and they have more nutrients and use less water to produce than literally any other protein source. Go to goldencricket.com and use the promo code EATON for 10% off. We're also brought to you by Joker Designs, J-O-K-R Designs on Instagram. Go and get yourself a holiday bong. It's the best bong in America. It's American-made glass, honeycomb percolator, three parts, modular, have fun with it. You could even add like eight of the honeycomb perks in a row. Get real crazy with it, screw them all together, have a good time. Um, Use promo code EATON there as well and have some fun and get really high. Uh, And now it is time for Highly Social. Today's guest is the wonderful Jeremiah Perrazzo. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Well... I this is technically your second appearance. Yeah, just first appearance with a mic. Yeah, first yeah. appearance where you get to do talking. <laughs> Last time he gave me and Christopher Ramsey's. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding extra letters to his name. Ramses. Chris Ramses. <laughs> uh, you gave me and Chris butterfly tattoos. Yes, that was wow. a fucking wonderful time. And that since then, time. I've added a handshake. It's one of my favorites. It's so silly, and I love it. it. I love that we didn't come up with the handshake. Like, that just happened organically. Like but he was like, smart. I've always wanted a milkshake on my hand, and I showed it to the counter girl, and she was like, oh, look, a handshake, and just <laughs> fucking blew my fucking <laughs> oh. mind. Yeah. I had to text you. I ran back and immediately texted you while you were on the way. Oh, my God. Like, it just got so much better unintentionally. It's so good. So how long have you been tattooing for? Um... Just over five years now, I think. Yeah, something like that. I started just out of high school. I got my apprenticeship in senior year, and then like a couple years later, started like tattooing professionally. So you're an apprentice in high school. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it was cool. We didn't have anyone that cool at my high school. We were just doing heroin and such. Dude, my fucking my fucking art teacher was one of the coolest fucking Mr. Larkin, I believe was nice. his name. He's fucking awesome. But he pretty much like sat me down and was like, You already know what I'm supposed to teach you and what you want to learn. I can't teach you. So like I would just leave early and go to the shop because that was my, one of my last periods of the day. So he'd just be like, Get the fuck out of here, I'll just mark you down as like present. I just didn't even go to my last Whoa. night classes. Just went to the tattoo shop. That's so cool. Yeah, by like one or two PM I'd be at the tattoo shop till fucking midnight and then go home, go to school. Now, <laughs> when you're apprenticing see, I feel like apprenticing is when they make you just do all the bitch work. Well, it's it's like a testament to like how much do you want it? Like yeah. everybody everybody wants to fucking do the job. And then they make you do the bitch work. But while you're doing the bitch work, you're learning little bits and pieces. Yeah. So, like, breakups and set, uh, like, breakdowns and setups for, like, how to do that type of shit is, like, fundamental before you even are allowed to grab a machine. Yeah. You got to learn how to do all that shit and, like, sterilization and all that. Like, it's, they did make me, like, scrub grout with a toothbrush. And, like, I had to do a lot of bitch work. Like, there was a dead, there was a dead possum or raccoon in our trailer that we take to rot rally where our, all of our booths were yeah yeah and i had to go it was pinned under a fucking um sawhorse you know like the like stands that you put up when you're sawing shit yeah um and i had to go clean that up so it wasn't all just like tattoo related you did have yeah, to do bitch I was gonna work say, yeah that's crazy eventually it's kind of just like a it's like an initiation you know it's like kind of culty they're like if you can't hack it get out cuz we're going to we're going to make your life hell. But eventually they learn to respect you. Then you become an artist. And then eventually the next apprentice rolls around and you're like, Hey bitch, go get me a fucking drink or go scrub the bathroom. Or like, yeah, you know, artist room looks dirty. Go clean this shit up. Like it's just a interesting oh, a yeah. cycle. No, that makes sense. I guess, uh, now I imagine there's also some, uh, I just, it, it's interesting in all the arts, the way there are parallels with comedy. Yeah. I of course know comedy, but like we look into the other stuff, like, you know, you got to do open mics at the beginning and do a lot of dog shit that's not necessarily comedy and setting up venues and it's exclusionary, but that. you know it's for a purpose. Yeah, it's like it's exclu- It's an exclusive thing that you want to gain entrance to, but it doesn't feel bad that you haven't earned it yet. Like it feels good when you do earn it, but mm-hmm. when you show up, you're like you're humble. You understand everybody else has walked that path, done the shitty open mics, done the shitty apprenticeships. Like that's why yeah. I have respect for a lot of the older guys because I know they did what I did not that long ago. 
Yeah, it was just yesterday <clears throat> that Sailor Jerry was digging a possum out of uh, the trailer. Dude, he's the fucking goat, man. He's a G. There's so many of those old tattoo guys that, like, th- their whole book of art is just such a, it's one flavor. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. <clears throat> well, he was, like, well, he, he, Sailor Jerry's name is uh, Norman Keith Collins. He was a fucking absolute monster, but he, like, designed a lot of what people still tattoo today. Like, he was, yeah. like, he's not the, like sole person that can take credit for American traditional, but he's like one of the godfathers of American traditional. Like you can't talk about that genre of tattooing and not bring him up. I think it's interesting that there are all the different genres, uh, of tattoos and how hyper focused some people get into their little sub genres. I want to be like well-rounded, but I, yeah, there are still things people walk into the shop and like, they want some realism. That's all fucking huge. I just don't do that shit. I just tell them no. Yeah. Know, I'm just not that guy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe catch me in five, 10 years. Maybe I'll have it, but it's just, there's levels. And mm-hmm. I think some people are born, like there's a dude na- named Nathan Hebert that works here in Austin. That is one of the most amazing realism artists, but he was born with that gift. Like he just, mm-hmm. it just, that's how his brain works so some people are like that and i don't think he does i mean he can tattoo traditional i'm sure but i just don't think he does a lot of it because what he does is so special like straight yep. portraits and realism and like super dope roses that are all like crazy colors and shit like that he's, he's that's super fucking dope. dope yeah uh i got you were um giving me shit for it but i saw there's a guy in i think maybe spain but he does the embroidery style yeah they just they don't in my opinion, there it's a very new kind of tattoo. We don't really see a lot of them that are like 10, 15 years old. Yeah. Even when we see them that are like three to five years old, a lot of the times they just don't age right because there's not a lot of like contrast in where the stitching is. People don't use enough like black to show where like the stitches meet up, so then they kind of just blur together over time. You Interesting. Know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, I forget that time is a factor. Yeah, that's a lot of people want <coughs> some crazy shit, and you kind of have to tell them like, "Look, it's gonna look cool as fuck for like a year. Then after that, it's it's not. It's only gonna get worse. If you're cool with that, I'll do it. But like, I'm trying to save you heartache, fucking yeah. five years down the road. That was um, <laughs> now. I have this big mom tattoo, and, and it's not very pretty. Um, we can make it pretty, Jack. I love you so much. This was like the first big piece. Jack did it. Jack talked me out of. What I wanted was like roses on like a wall and the vines to spell mom. Okay. And he was like, it's all going to blow out. It's just, that's, it's too complicated. It's going to look like shit. It, uh, I respectfully disagree. It's because you're a bigger guy and you have space. Like you, so much space, like a whole shoulder. You could definitely do it, but I would tell you straight up, it's going to need to be very big so that it doesn't get all muddied together and fucking have big problems. But I think a, a part of it too was that I was like young and broke, so I was going to pay for it like a hundred dollars at a time. That's fair. Yeah. So like the first part of it was just the line work, and then I paid to get some color done, and yep. then paid some more color. And I made some of my friends do that when I was an apprentice. They yeah. Want a whole piece, and I'd be like, "Look, I'm going to do the lines today. You're going to come back in a month or two when I've learned some more shit. Yeah. And then I'm going to do it better than I would have today. And so I've, I've definitely I recommend doing that, especially when you're like fucking. I don't know how early he was into tattooing. You know, I don't either. It's um, <laughs> so I got introduced to Jack from my friend Calvin. Calvin, I met uh, in like the the recovery world, and he had been in prison and learned to tattoo in prison. He had done his own shins. Oh, but he did his own shins. Yeah, my God, to practice. That's that's fucking tough because you can't. Like, tattooing yourself is fucking ridiculously difficult in and of itself because you can't, like, rotate around the piece. Like, I could move around your arm, but if I'm tattooing my own arm, like, I'm stuck in a set amount of positions. Yeah. And your perspective is warped because you can't see how it looks from fucking, you know, a a foot or two away. So that's that's tough. And the shin is no fucking joke. My God. There's a few guys that, like, I've seen that learned in prison that aren't terrible, but I think a lot of those guys end up because it's unconventional they learn to tattoo unconventionally and it's not as efficient and sometimes doesn't look 
as good. Well, well, so Calvin didn't ever get like into tattooing out in the real world, but mm-hmm. he had uh, collected quite a bit of art while he was in there, and he had this angel that went down his ribs, had real nice titties, and Hell it yeah. was just beautiful details. But the guy had done it with a staple. And it was just a staple and burnt shampoo, and it was like 23 hours. Fuck. And it was just fucking gorgeous. It was such a pretty piece. And when uh, me and Calvin went to go get tattoos, he found Jack and was like, I trust this guy. So I was like, all right, I fuck with him. Holy shit. And so Jack did a bunch of mine. Hell yeah. But uh, it's a good way to, <clears throat> it's a good way to like survive, make a, make a like sense of security for yourself. If you're in prison, that's why. I, like I, I don't ever plan on going to prison, but I thought no. about that when I was a. Uh, if the world goes to shit, or I end up in a prison, like if everything crashes, everybody's still going to want tattoos. No matter mm-hmm. where I'm at, people are going to want tattoos. So it's a pretty, relatively safe option as yeah. far as a uh, career goes. Yeah, as long as we don't have another fucking pandemic. I, I people may may not like this, but I made good money over the pandemic because nobody could go on any trips, nobody could go to festivals, nobody could. Nobody could do anything. Yeah. The bars were closed, but we were open. Like, we got open. And I, I've heard it's in part to one of the men that I work with now. Like, that he has, he takes credit for that. He, they know people who know Abbott or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they're essentially like, hey, man, we're cleaner than hospitals. Like, we're, we can, we can, we don't even have that many people in the shop at a time. You know, like, I'm yeah. tattooing one person at a time. They may have a plus one. We'll just make them say, like, no plus ones during this time. And so people were getting $1,200 checks, $1,400 checks and not having anywhere to go spend it. So it was guns and tattoos were like what all yeah. of my friends ended up getting. And a lot of, got a new client, a lot of new clients because nobody could do anything. And that was the only like social experience you could have for a little bit. I said that and then I realized I got a bunch of tattoos during the pandemic. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like there's, there wasn't much else to do, but go get tattooed. Dude, so it was a good time for me. One of my favorite tattoo stories, I won't blow up his spot because most of the story is very illegal <laughs> <laughs> they tend to be we're not we're not <clears throat> the most law-abiding citizens but right. we're, we're we're relatively peaceful <laughs> so i went um there's a buddy of mine that tattoos out in uh, san bernardino uh in the inland empire of california and uh i drove out to the address he gave me and i walked in and it was actually a trap house nice. so there's a dude behind a counter selling like garbage bags of weed. Was this the door story? Yeah. <laughs> yes, keep dude going, is keep just going. selling like garbage bags of weed to people. And I'm laying on the, the table cause I was getting both of my calves done. And, uh, it was the first time I'd seen anybody use a wireless gun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, they're so nice. They're so and I was fun. like, man, that's so impressive. And he was, you know, just, it throws color so fast. So, you know, he finished up my first piece in like 30 minutes and I was like, get the fuck out. Uh, and then we switched over for me to do my right leg and then the door, like every time someone's coming in to buy weed is just hitting the table. (coughs) That would drive me fucking nuts. Dude. It was just one of those things where it's like everybody coming in here has guns and giant stacks of cash. Like I'm not going to yell at them. (laughs) I mean, you could, you could be like, Hey motherfucker, I'm, I'm getting tattooed here, but I honestly feel like it's on the dude. He should just. I don't know how big the room was. It was not. It, there was not a, big enough to no. move it away from the door. That is Correct. the only spot it could have been in yeah. in the room. Fuck. That's why it was awesome. Well, and like uh, maybe a week or two before that, there was a huge race riot in San Bernardino. This was around like the George Floyd protests and okay. stuff. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know if race riot's a bad word. I don't know. You know, sometimes I say the wrong stuff, but whatever it was, there were a lot of people protesting and then fires were getting lit. A- and angry some, people on the street. Some shit was happening. Some yeah. places were getting broken into, you know, uh, <coughs> things escalated above just like a, Hey, Hey, chanting stuff. But yeah. while that was happening, uh, the building next door was getting broken into. And my buddy was tattooing a Malcolm X tattoo on a guy. Hell yeah. Fucking. That's fucking sick. <laughs> Oh sweet irony, dude! That's yeah. that's fucking awesome. Now, no, nobody fucks with tattoo shops except for tattoo shops. Usually, like you don't catch a lot of people breaking into tattoo shops. Well, I mean, usually, what are you going to steal? You know? If you, I, I'm not trying to give away any crazy secrets, but you know, like our our fucking each of my machines are range anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars. I've got several, and we've got nice art. We've got 
TVs and shit. I mean, we've had people try to steal shit back in the day, but usually it's other tattoo shops that are causing fucking issues with tattoo shops. You don't you don't catch people trying to come rob us a lot because usually we've got guns, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like don't don't fuck around. You don't want to find out. Yeah, <clears throat> you know that's the other thing that's funny about it is uh, tattoos used to be like you're either in the military or you're a criminal. Exactly. Criminal. Yeah. So silly. Yeah. I, I just have these fucking <laughs> milkshake on my hand. I tell I tell people in my family all the time, like, you gotta go look at like fucking Fortune five hundred companies. How many of those CEOs are fucking tatted out now? It's like it yeah. things are completely different. Like you could be wildly successful and heavily tattooed, but that wasn't the case like forty years ago. Like yeah. maybe maybe even a little bit less, but like even like 80s and 90s it was still kind of like you kind of looked like a thug if you had a bunch of tattoos all over your body but now everybody just kind of gets what they want i like it's, it it's definitely gotten that way i still do get looks for hand tattoos yeah those still get a little bit of mm-hmm. uh my first uh like pieces that i got down here this uh lighthouse when jack did that i wore a dress shirt to the studio and then we drew a line around where the sleeve hit yep so that he would make sure if i wore a dress shirt i wouldn't have any tattoos showing and then i blacked out on xanax and got this stupid fucking snake <laughs> it's a good tattoo it's a good shout story. out mike stevens in portland he did that one. <laughs> oh man i need one of those stickers i saw that you had it i know in I, sticker form and i need one <laughs> i i've got them somewhere i at one point i had the idea to sell those as merch Dude, it, it would. I think it would sell. Yeah, I need to. I need to get back in on that. Those are game. fucking great. Man, I, I've just been fucking just a mess. I've, uh, got, I've got the file for for your milkshake. We could turn that one into a fucking sticker too, dude. We oh, could just turn yeah. your tattoos into stickers. Dude, that's so fun. <laughs> we'll do the pimp cup too. <laughs> so I was thinking about this um, <clears throat> when you uh, die and you have a lot of tattoos. Mm-hmm. You're like you're a one of one. Yeah. Like that. Has anybody gotten like an homage bodysuit? I don't think so, but I I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. It right? could be could be a thing. But that like that point is what I tell a lot of my fucking clients. They walk in and they're like, It's forever, it's so permanent. I'm like, dude, the Mona Lisa is still in a fucking museum. The like Sistine Chapel is still fucking there, painted. Yeah. All this artwork that's on me, it goes in the fucking ground with me. It's like the most temporary art we have that's not you know some bullshit like kids paintings or anything like that like it's yeah it's very temporary the only people that get to see my art are the people that get to interact with me which is cool to me yeah i really like i like (laughs) um, the least permanent decision you could make (laughs) i like that the more that i've gotten i forget about some and then sometimes you just see that you're like oh yeah dude i I have a deadpool back here that when I'm wearing like t-shirts, I get people who are like, "Dude, I love your Deadpool," and I, I because I never see him. Yep. Like I know what else is around because usually it's on the front face of my body. That's one of the few things that's like behind me, and I mm-hmm. am always like, "What the fuck? Oh yeah. Oh thanks. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. I did that one day." <laughs> Dude, I forget about Hunter. <laughs> I always forget about my Autobot symbol. How many people actually recognize the Hunter tattoo, though? Um. The ones that do are always cool. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you yeah. don't, you're like, what the fuck? But anyone who actually walks up and goes, hey, man, fucking nice. Like, they're probably a cool dude. It's also, like, it came out so good. Yeah. And, and those watercolors look so pretty. Yeah. Your your skin holds color really well. You've, you're pale, so it just, the contrast is already, like, way better. I'm pale and I'm dry, so <laughs> like, it just sucks in that ink. That same piece on me wouldn't even look as good. I'm not that much darker than you, but you're... You're well, pale enough to where it works. But the thing that's insane about this is, like, I don't remember any of the design portion. I don't remember <laughs> any of the consulting. <laughs> I remember slurring my way down 6th Street, just, blah, 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 blah. I want some piercings. I want some tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and Hell yeah. Fucking, this is hard to stop by Honestly, you probably made his day. That's probably one of the coolest tattoos he got. If he's on Sixth Street, he's probably doing fucking infinity signs and Roman numerals and shit. So like that was probably he was probably like, "Fuck yeah, man, this is better than this guy and the Asphicado guy." Definitely got yeah just incredible stories. Dude, 
Dude, if I got the tattoo and asked for God, <laughs> that's, oh my God, it's so good. Oh, just a drunk guy walking in. Hey, it's my budgie, Asfogato. Do it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I like um, being so, that was one of the things I really liked about Chris. I uh, was agreeing to that tattoo. He's like, you know, fuck it. It's just tattoos. Dude, I didn't tell him. I think I told you like an hour or two because we hadn't really decided on what you guys were getting. Um, <clears throat> a little behind the scenes. <laughs> I just fucking was thinking of like pun type tattoos, just looking around, seeing what I could find. And I saw a horse fly. And it was mm-hmm. like a horse head on like a fly body. It was very weird. And I was like, fucking butterfly. So I drew it up and Chris had no clue. You had a little bit of an idea. Chris walked in the door and I was like, you want to see what you're getting? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he was like, fuck yeah. Like he wasn't, he, he was a little surprised, but he wasn't like, oh fuck no, I'm not, I didn't agree to anything. He was like, let's do it, man. Fuck it. Yeah. We're doing it right now. I, I like that. He was, I don't I really like when like people take those tattoos too seriously. Like fuck it. Just, yeah, it's just on your body until you die. Yeah. Plus like you, now you have a cool story at the very least. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. At the very least. And like, you know, you could add more around it. <laughs> we should do like a whole is it a flock. What is what is a group of butterflies called? Do you know? I don't. Damn, they have cool names. That used to be one of the ways that rich people would a murder of butterflies uh, show that they were like rich. Is all the rich hunting guys would know all the different names for the groups of animals? Yeah, that's that's that um, sounds about right. Butterflies. <laughs> are we are we looking it up? <laughs> No, it's so cool. It's called a kaleidoscope. That's a kaleidoscope actu- of butterflies. That's actually what a group of butterflies is called. Yeah. Fucking the more you know. That's so cool. Holy shit. Bro. Yeah, we'll do a kaleidoscope of butterflies up the arm. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, that'd be so fun. Just All sorts of different butters. Butterflies just fly. Oh, man. I like butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, could do, we could do a lot. Oh, man. So what... Uh, <clears throat> What got you into, like, were you just a fantastic drawer on paper, and then you're like, I gotta put this on people, or? Um, so I think it started, I think I was probably about eight years old. My dad was a very, very young dad. His, uh, one of his high school buddies owned, used to own, uh, a million tattoos on 183. Okay. Um, and instead of getting a fucking babysitter, he just brought me to the shop. And so I got to hang out at a tattoo shop in the back for years as a kid. Just Dude, loved, that's so cool. Loved the fucking environment. Loved how everybody just did what the fuck they wanted to do. Like the, yeah. Nobody told these guys what to do. They, it was cool. They were just doing art for a living, and I thought that was a really cool job. And then by the time I was, I say like 14 or 15, um, I told my dad I was either going to be a fighter or a tattoo artist. And he was like, you know, I think tattoo artists are probably going to have a longer career, so you yeah. should probably, probably go with that one. But what was cool, like my dad wasn't the greatest dad, but he never took my books or my sketchbook when I got in trouble. He took fucking took my bed frame. My bed was on the floor. That was the only thing in the room. Picked my clothes out, shaved my head. Like, dude, he was he would punish me in any other way other than taking my books. I, I could read and I could draw. So I got in trouble a lot as a kid, and I just got really good at reading and drawing. So I just Damn. kind of... He kind of helped me with that inadvertently. It was a cool, cool kind of like full circle thing. That rules. Yeah. I always got out of trouble by making people laugh. Yeah. I couldn't do that. So <laughs> I just. <laughs> That's <ate> wild. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to draw about it. Yeah. It was cool. He actually was the person who got me my apprenticeship. Like That's a, sick. A lady he was dating at the time got tattooed heavily at one shop he ended up befriending all the guys and then was like hey my kid wants to do this he's yeah. in high school and they were like fuck it Send let's him. go yeah so did you practice on the fake skin um no fake skin uh i don't i don't know how legal it is but we i tattooed on pig skin like we went to a butcher when it was time um we went to a butcher fucking bought a pig carcass cleaned it shaved it cut it up and tattooed pigskin like strep like um like chip clipped almost over an armrest so that it's like rounded kind of like like a body part so it's not flat because nobody's flat so 
it's a good way to like move around <laughs> i'm blowing your fucking mind right now huh? and then and then it was just guinea pigs after that i never not like actual guinea pigs like my friends like my friends were my test subjects i'm sorry <laughs> live guinea pigs <laughs> well theo vaughn has a joke about selling tattooed hamsters and guinea pigs they have so there's a there's a company called a pound of flesh that makes um fake like feet hands shit like that they have a guinea pig like a fake skin guinea pig that I want to tattoo so bad and decorate yeah. and like put up in my fucking station. I saw somebody do the Tyson tattoo around a guinea pig's eye, and I thought that was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> super fucking cool. <laughs> Damn, I'm still freaking out about just you cutting up a pig. Yeah, it was it was like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, it was and then gross. you just chip clipping it to a fucking armrest. Mm-hmm. All right, babe, hold still. Yeah. It was, um... Did you ever tattoo the word oink? No, I think or I like, tattooed the word ouch on it. Or Jews won't eat me or anything fun like that? <laughs> I don't know. I Probably a few dicks, probably a few things that are probably, you know, no one should ever see, but, you know. Haram in the sheets, halal in the streets. That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't do that one, but I should have. <laughs> it's a great big tattoo. It's <laughs> a great big tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, that's wild, man. It really threw me for a loop that you were tattooing guinea pigs right after that. <laughs> and then guinea pigs. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, like... I, and then horses, you know? Just I think, like, I grains. definitely uh, would sign up for people, you know, figuring out how to do the tattoos, but those not people, anymore. Those people get the most credit. But, yeah, you have to find someone who's, like, young. Because, like, older folks are like, fuck that noise, dude. I'm just going to go to someone who's good. Yeah. But, like, you... As a young broke apprentice, have young broke friends, and you say, "Hey, man, I'll cover the cost of everything because I need to learn." Yeah. You get a free tattoo, and then there's there's very few people like that in my career. There's probably three or four of them, but they all get deals as hard as shit now. Now that I'm actually decent, yeah. And as I get better, they're going to keep getting those deals, and they're the only people that get those deals. You know what I mean? Because they put their skin on the line for me to learn a few things yeah which is terrifying for me because i have to explain that to them at the beginning of the process i still <laughs> want you to do a mushroom tattoo on me i've been drawing a like excuse me like sexy mushroom bitches mm-hmm. like a no no head just body with a mushroom head in like sexy poses mm-hmm. and they're they're pretty cool i've seen a, a few of them on instagram i wanted to do a sheet of them but yeah we'll no do i sexy mean mushroom. you on mushrooms oh i thought you said a mushroom tattoo on you yeah that you mean that is what t- i said yeah but, but <laughs> i want you to eat the mushrooms and then just doodle away that will be interesting i think so because my eyes you know your eyes can't really your eyes are very stimulated very like uh-huh. overwhelmed with information whenever you're on psychedelics so i'm in i know that's why i think it would be interesting watching your skin like bounce while i'm trying to fucking run a line would probably just blow my mind <laughs> be pretty cool right just sort of like <laughs> you gonna move Dude, i'd be no. so fucking scared I'd be scared you? to fuck you up but what if you like i i it'd have to be like next to the asphicado that no one would see that only you and i know about or like up on the thigh or something because fuck yeah, man i got a i got a fucking chonker of a thigh dog on That's- one hand what if i do a great job Right. But on what the other if you hand, invent a new technique? <laughs> yeah, just tattoo with my machine, my machine completely upside down. Who knows? It. Maybe there's something. Uh, maybe you accidentally mix some inks and then they blend under the skin in a cool way. Maybe I'm willing to admit it's a possibility, but it's still kind of like, oh fuck! I've never, I've never tattooed not focused as fuck. Yeah. So it's an interesting like proposition but it's also kind of scary because like i've never tattooed like not well, so sober it's one of those things mean? um like uh there are a couple of comedians uh that i know that will take a tremendous amount of drugs before some sets but not all of them yeah and i think if you're a fan of that comedian uh and i'm talking big name people you know famous touring sellout shows type comedians yeah. you know uh like big j will take a molly 
No and, shit. And go on stage. Big J's just rolling balls while he's right? slinging jokes. And like Shane Gillis took one with him one time. And they, no like, shit. And, you know, they had that conversation. But to me, so it's like. Doesn't Shane just get like mostly like just plastered before shows? Yeah, the boy can drink. <laughs> he, he but so that's the thing beer. is like if you see them sober and you see what their brain makes and you know what, the, what it makes mm-hmm. when everything's working all right. And then you throw a drug in there and then you see what their brain makes with that drug. It's just a new flavor of them. Yeah, it's cool because inhibitors are turned off. Like some things where sober them would be like, don't fucking say that. Like Bingo. drunk them or rolling them is like, you know, I think I'm going to go for it. Yeah, so <laughs> you are mushrooms like. <laughs> That's true. I might be like, oh, that wouldn't make sense. But on mushrooms, I'll be like, oh, no, this this is the way. This it's is the beautiful. Way we, <laughs> this is the way we do this. Duh. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I think it's interesting. I've, I've also really liked... Um, I've been watching some drawing ciphers. So what uh, they'll do is a guy will start off with like a shape. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll draw a shape. And then the guy will be like, now make it a horse. And then oh, the shit. guy will start making it a horse. And while he's making it a horse, and he's like, but that horse is a butterfly. Dude, are, is it on the whiteboards? Yeah. Dude, I've seen those fucking guys. They're amazing. So cool. He'll fill up a whole whiteboard and like he... As far as I've seen, because I've seen some of the full lengths and then I've seen it like clipped up, mm-hmm. but I've seen some of the full lengths. He doesn't erase. Like, no. The dude's fucking so. It's like he sees it on the board and he's just tracing over it. Like he's already, it's already mapped out. And as soon as he throws that dude that's next to him, throws something else in the mix, his brain's already like, oh, this is where that would go. Like without even, like he, he'll take like a brief pause to like look at the like, oh, like 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 you said, the horse is a butterfly, and he'd like. And then just it would be there, fucking yeah. perfect. It'd be fucking crazy, dude. Those Part guys of are me awesome. is is ruined by the internet and thinks like, yeah, it's probably on there already traced where we can't see it, mm-hmm. and then it's just an act. Maybe, but even if it's an act, his hands are steady. He's, yeah. he's doing cool shit, but Agreed. it would it would take some of the magic out of it if we yeah. found that out. I like to just believe things are, are <laughs> magical, you know. <laughs> Who was it? It was last night that was fucking, oh, it was Zach doing the magic trick and somebody who was like, you know, he just, I was like, no, just let him, let him have the magic. <laughs> let him have just, it. He's, he's, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Would you rather him do that or just be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, right. blow his mind, dude. Fuck it. Dude, last night was one of my favorite moments in the history of Cutthroat Karaoke. It is super niche. It is super nice. <laughs> Only a few people that watch this are actually going to know. But we were the men who gave. Like, I, I have a lot of friends. Most of my friends have decent, decent money. If somebody asked me for twenty dollars, I'd be like, "Use your own twenty dollars." But I was like, "We should, we should." You think we could keep him going? Like, you think we could pay? He's like, "Give me twenty dollars." I fucking shot a headshot over to like immediately. It was us. Dude. It was us. So <laughs> to give you a little backstory. Uh, on Tuesday nights at Latchkey, uh, our good friends Avery and Bishop run Cutthroat Karaoke, which is karaoke with the twist. And the twist is that if the person sucks, you do the scissors sign. And, if, and now it's up to if you have to hit 20 scissors and you get cut off and they shut the music off. Uh, and some guy got up there and what DJ was he wearing on his hoodie? Zed's Dead. That's right. He had a Zed's Dead hoodie, and he came up to me and was like, nice Grizz hoodie. And I was like, I was, I was about to come tell you the same damn thing, Right, dude. So, so like the Wub Wub boys are, are yeah, bonded. Yeah, yeah, He's part of the crew now. <laughs> and then he goes up to sing some, I don't even remember which song, but it was by Reba McIntyre. It was, yeah, it was a Reba song. And within like three words, it was immediately apparent that he was terrible. <coughs> he was awful. But he was, he was feeling himself on the stage. I was like, it takes balls to go up and sing Reba and then also be like fucking walking around, fucking getting it. He was having such a blast <laughs> singing off key, just out of tune, just nightmarishly bad. Yeah. And so the hands start flying with scissors. I was like, oh my God, you know, how do we make this keep happening? And I was like, give me $20. <laughs> we got to subject the entire rest. You we- handed me that 20 I handed it to Avery, and she went... She uh, tried to hand it back, and you were like, I already gave it to you. Yeah, like, no, no, no. <laughs> Too late, bitch. You, you, you already accepted said, it. You already said you'd keep him because going, sorry. there are a couple of other rules. So you can pay $20 to skip the line, or you can pay $20 to not get cut off. Yeah. You can pay 40 and get both, obviously. But so this kid was up there singing, and everybody is mad. So we paid, or you paid to 
make him not cut off of bull and people were not happy about it for we were like almost crying laughing because i turned around and there's literally just a sea of fucking scissors dude and i was like they're not gonna do it oh that was (laughs) dude at one point i faced everybody with the scissors and just double birds i was like hey this is for all of you That was so great, dude. Enjoy Reba. Holy I, shit. And the text, you, like, it was 4.30 in the morning, I think, and you were like, never forget that we made an entire part. <laughs> Let's do Reba McIntyre. And I was like, yeah, that was, oh, that's a hell of a memory. It dude, was us. We were the culprits. 10 out of fucking 10. <clears throat> and I remember, I heard, like, several people throughout the night, like, shortly after, not too too long after, but people were like, who the fuck paid them to keep that going? <laughs> and like, I just would kind of like just grin, <coughs> just be like, yeah. Who, it who genuinely upset some people? Yeah, yeah. I loved fucking it. Fucking rules. Yeah. Just let the kid have a good time. Fuck it. Oh man. If they'll let Derek go up fucking six times, they should just let the kid finish his song. It takes balls to sing Reba in front of a crowd. <laughs> there is a hilarious phenomenon that there. There's a handful of people that are comedians who go and do karaoke, mm-hmm. especially there. And it is better than any of their comedy sets. Damn. And it's like, and not even that they're necessarily bad at comedy, but it's just like some of them are really like, uh, we were giving Alex Kuro shit because he sang something the other day. And we're like, I hey, was man, literally about to bring up Alex quit comedy. What are you doing? You sang so beautifully, Alex. Why are you wasting your time with your silly ha-has? Well, he's got he's got good stage presence, but he's he's a fucking actor first, mm-hmm. and then comedian. So I think that's where that came from. And then what? Well, I feel so bad. The one who used to be like a professional singer. Oh, uh, you're thinking of Morgan Linewall? Morgan, yeah. yeah, same thing. Like he's got experience. Yeah, he's so like a course, Broadway guy. Of he's, course, he's going to be a monster. He's a musical dude. Yeah, yeah. so he's. He and he knows how to work a crowd and play stage presence. It's no. just so funny. I wish that there was a way they could bring that over to like, the, the like funny land. Bo Burnham esque shit. Yeah, Make something up a funny like that. Song or something. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of intersection for them. But I mean, like, it's not my place. You figure out. You guys do whatever you want to do. You're good yeah. at singing. It's a it's a good idea though. There aren't too many people in that like musical comedy space. There's very few. I yeah. just fucking yesterday when i was at work we were listening to um eddie murphy's old songs from back in the day dude boogie in your butt have you heard boogie in your butt no i have oh not. my god we're gonna have to listen to that after this he's hilarious man yeah <laughs> anyone who, there's not too many but the people who did it did it really well you know like the musical dude, comedy show. adam sandler's songs god damn he's good he's he's uh he's touring yeah was it the goat song Oh yeah, the goat song fucks, man. Dude, Adam. One. So Adam Sandler's uh, he gets shit on a lot, but man, what a great dude! It's just him and his boys making movies. Like that's it. He just brought all his boys into the limelight and was like, "We're just gonna fucking, we're gonna make our own shit. Fuck really if people don't like that. it. <laughs> Fuck them. We're gonna keep making our movies." <laughs> and it's like the same core group of like six guys, right? He's got a bunch of extra people, and that's cool. But like you. All the same dudes are usually with him in yeah. those movies. I think that's dope. Yeah, man. He uh, he put out that special, too, um, that last one that he did. I haven't seen it. Uh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> is it recent? Uh, 2020, I think, is when it came out. He has the oh, dedication I have seen that to Chris one. I thought you meant he like, just put one out. No, no. But the last one that he did, I was uh, surprised by how good it was. Like it, it, I laughed very hard. I cried at the Farley song. He's very, he's very underrated in yeah. my opinion. People th- like consider him like I don't, I don't think hacky, but like, and I mean some of his stuff's a little hacky, but like, I don't know. There's that's his sense of humor though. He's like, that's what I love. He's he does not placate or pander or anything. He's fucking just doing his shit. He he's doing yeah. what he thinks is funny. I love that. That's cool. Yeah, there's a. You know, and I think it's interesting because like musical comedy gets shit on in general. Like I know uh, a lot of people when they show up, like uh, Jeffrey Eggleston in our scene or Maggie mm-hmm. Mayfield, mm-hmm. Uh, they both bring a guitar with them on stage and do funny songs. Um, but like they don't get the same respect as like a just a regular comic. So I think they've got like a harder route. I feel like if you bring both, you have to be 
good as fuck at one or the other mm. so that it supports what you might like if you're average doesn't it sound kind of shitty because i'm not i'm not a comic but in my opinion like if you're average at music you're average at comedy and you try and do average musical, music, yeah. musical comedy it's it's not going to be great if you're great at music but okay at comedy you, the great music the talent on a super like if you're just shredding the guitar and your songs uh, they'll listen because you're fucking killing the guitar or right. vice versa if you're like not great at the guitar but your song is hilarious just people are busting out laughing i feel like there has to be yeah. either you got to be great at both or like super good at one to kind of compensate because i think that's why they get shit on so much my absolute Hard. favorite musical <laughs> comedy experience i've ever had was from someone who was uh both terrible at music and comedy <laughs> <laughs> Me and Eli ran a mic in Hollywood oh, uh, for a little while. And uh, the very last one we ever had, is, it was getting shut down and canceled for, that's a longer story, but so we're on the rooftop at this hotel on, on Sunset down in uh, West Hollywood. And I just have the speaker that I bought t for this mic. So it just has a spot to plug in a microphone. Yeah. And then it makes the microphone loud. That's what it is. That's just very simple bare bones but it's big yeah. and loud as fuck um but that's all it is so we're set up and we're doing the mic and then there was a woman who would show up to the mic sometimes and she mostly would just complain about getting molested as a kid and like if we didn't laugh she would be mad about it it was a very bizarre style of comedy uh but she showed up to the last mic and she goes Is there a place to plug in my guitar said, no, you can either have guitar or microphone. <laughs> and she said, guitar. Holy shit. So she plugged in an electric bass guitar and would just go, and then tell her terrible jokes over the top. Of, and jokes is a generous term. But she would just talk over this bass. I was gonna say, she just spoke. <laughs> but you couldn't hear her because she didn't have a microphone. She was just hitting a note and screaming at the fucking crowd. <laughs> just and it was one of those things where it was so bad that it was fucking hilarious oh those are the best and it like it makes me feel kind of guilty because they know they know when you're like laughing or when you're they, they, it's because it's so bad that it's good yeah and they either they can wear it or they can get mad at it but like you're doing something that's entertaining. It may not be entertaining in the way that you thought it was going to fucking be, but it's entertaining. But boy, how am I enjoying it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's uh it's interesting because there's like that concept of like in uh wrestling like CBD, CBD baby. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry to interrupt you. You were saying, my good man. <coughs> There's a concept <laughs> that they call. Went to a comedy show. Uh, the heel in wrestling, where like it's you play the bad guy and everybody hates you, yeah. and it garners up more support and energy for the match. It's kind of understood that you're playing the bad guy, so no one genuinely hates you, but it's yeah. still you. You know your lane. You're you're leaning into the bad guy side of things, and I think. Um, there's some of that in comedy where some of the anti-comedy people have learned to to lean into the laughing at you instead of laughing with you. Mm -hmm. And they're playing that role. And some people will see it as, hey, it's laughter. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm doing something that's impressionable, may not be the mark that I wanted to hit. And then other people are like, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> they get their fucking feelings hurt. That's always the worst. I think I think it's better. There, there are a few comics that I've seen here in Austin that are like, They'll go up and it's, shit's just not working the way they want it to. But people are laughing kind of like awkwardly. And instead of being like, you guys suck, they'll be like, man, I suck right now, don't I? And everybody is immediately back on like, yeah, you are sucking, but all right, what's he going to do with this? Like, mm -hmm. is he going to save it? Is he going to save it right here? He's acknowledged or she's acknowledged either, but they've acknowledged that, that things aren't going the way they want to. Maybe they've got something up their sleeve now yeah. instead of just keep like, fucking doubling down on it. <laughs> it's interesting to watch the way that different comics handle a bomb and like what different bombs look like like uh we went to east austin comedy club last night uh oh my goodness and it was just, you know there was only 
fuck, let's see. Like one, ten two, people three, four, in the whole five, room. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine audience members there. Yeah, and the rest are comics. And then there's just them. comics around the back. And uh, Leonardo was having a rough time with her set. She just wasn't getting a lot of momentum. Mikey also had trouble. Mikey Biggs went up for her. I showed up right as his set was ending, so I didn't get to see he that He had one. some very funny jokes. It just <clears throat> wasn't landing. Uh, and then Leonardo, you know, she Mikey was low energy, so he was like, well, this didn't go the way I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, he, he played it with low energy, and then Leonardo has big energy yeah, yeah. and is very aggressive. And yeah. So her way of dealing with not getting a lot of response was to dig into the crowd mm-hmm. and do crowd work and yell at them, and, and that worked a little bit. you know. But then you see, like, Poston gets up there, and that's why, like, I, I think, you know, a lot of people in Austin get, like, a big head about themselves. And, you know, it's easy to get good stage time here if you're good. And you can, uh, you know, go and crush in front of 300 people. But, you know, going and crushing at, like, the secret show or going and crushing on Sunset or crushing at one of these, you know, big shows at Vulcan or Creek, mm-hmm. um, it's not that hard. Yeah. They're there to laugh. It's a good comedy crowd. They're yeah. full. It's okay it's- that every everybody starts laughing, so... It's kind of infectious. You get a, yeah. a couple people in an audience of 300. You get like 10 people to laugh. The rest of them around them are going to get comfortable enough to keep laughing. But you've got 10 people to win over. Just 10 people. You got to get like yeah, a couple you, of them to howl. And that's, you know, that that's, you know, when you see like there's levels to it. Because Derek is like, uh, I mean, him a and Hassan, I think, cheap. are at a next level in terms of Austin comedians. But, you know, Derek so takes that good. room and turns it into like all of us laughing so hard it hurts he's so good at making it feel like you're just hanging out mm-hmm. like you're just hanging out with Derek and that like he's he's personable to the point where like you it's almost like yeah it just feels like you're chilling like it yeah. feels like he'll he'll go up and start talking to everybody in the crowd he'll learn everybody's fucking names remember everybody's names throughout whatever the fuck story he's telling and it just it makes it feel so much more like uh personable man like it's just fucking you can relate to it easier he drags you in and now mm-hmm. you're not just listening to him tell jokes we're all doing joke we're all in on the joke kind yeah of, you we're know all I mean? part of it yeah it's it's really cool to watch um he's fucking super talented dude super talented yeah I, it'll be a household name soon i mean it's just so humble. time so humble for like I, I don't know maybe i just haven't spent too much time with derek but every time i see him i'm like you know you're fucking really good, right? And he's like, ah, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm like, no, 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 take your fucking roses, man. You're good. You're really yeah. good. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, uh... <laughs> we had one of the greatest conversations. I didn't mean to cut no, you up. I, um, not to blow up his spot or anything, um, but I, I did have to ask him about his, like, Daisy Taylor experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we, we had a good talk about that. I won't, I won't give any details. But that That's was so funny. Ask him about it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so awesome. And, like, I'm just some dude. He didn't have to talk <laughs> to me about it. But I walked up and was like, so I have some questions. Yeah. <laughs> and he was He's like, I have answers. Happy to answer, dude. Yeah. It, was, it was cool. Dude, it, that that is one thing that, like, I really – it. I really look up to him uh, and admires that he is always very kind to everybody and, uh, you know, has conversations, but also like, um, he also, uh, doesn't, uh, like bullshit. No. Like, um, he talks shit. Like he, he'll talk shit to you. He'll bust balls. But like, yeah. if you ask him like legitimately, what do you think of this? He's got a real answer. That's not just like, yeah, he didn't fucking, word vomit you know yeah. what i mean <clears throat> oh man dude just that into the Derek Poston fan club great yeah i know right just, yeah today's episode is how much we love Derek Poston. Uh, no it's it's just uh it's really cool i i told a few people like we're at like a really special place in austin comedy because there's a lot of fucking killers doing and big more, shit here right more now. moving like every fucking day like people there are a lot of big names that came here and now it seems as if the rest of them are trickling in. Like a couple big names really brought the the attention, and now everybody else is like, "Well, fuck California. I'm just, just going to go to Texas." Right. And it's awesome because we get cooler shows. Yeah. We get fucking bigger crowds. We get cooler venues. Like whenever all these people with all this money come, they're going to want to 
help the scene. You know what I mean? A lot of them, maybe not all, maybe Dude, I, some greedy people. At some point, I really want to get tattooed on stage during comedy. Yeah, we could do it. I think that the struggle for me is I'm pretty animated. Yeah, I move around a lot. Yeah, so finding a way to sit still mm-hmm. and still tell jokes. So I think you could like. If we had you sitting up in a chair and it was something on your arm, you'd go like this and be talking to the crowd, like from a chair. Yeah. But I think that would be the only way. And even then, you'd still want to, like, move this hand, you know? I know. It, <laughs> dude, it would, it would move on its own. I'd yeah. have to be fucking strapped in. Yeah, I was going to say, we could fucking zip tie your arm to fucking Right? <laughs> but I, just, I, I love the idea of, of letting a, a live audience pick a dumb tattoo, like, in real yeah. time. We could do it like if you go up like third or fourth when they walk in, you just got to fucking before they go sit down, have a sheet of paper. This one, this one or this one. Just well, I bet we could set it up. My goal for next year for 2023 uh, is to do my first hour. Hell yeah. Um, the longest I've done on stage right now is 48 minutes. That's uh, pretty damn good, though. That's yeah, good, but like, and then that's enough to headline some places. But like, I want to be able to do an hour. That's the job. The, the, our job is to go there and deliver an hour of comedy. Yeah, and I haven't gotten there yet. So like, I twenty twenty three. I want to be able to do an hour. But when you have an hour, that's a lot more time to work with up there. Uh, and I definitely want to release something again next year. I yeah. mean, I did a, a half hour this year, so and it's great. It's it's. I liked it. I um, like it. Uh, but you know, there's, and now a lot of that story has more pieces to it. So it's, yeah, it'll be, uh, interesting, but I, you know, I think with more time like that, I think integrate I, that. I have a question. Is I, that, is the hour like kind of like, a like, a like makes you more legitimate? Is it like a, like a fucking, like you've benchmark? reached a certain yeah benchmark i guess if that that that's a good way to put it um i that's the way i look at it so i i mean everything is changing very much in the stand up world um yeah. and like if you notice around austin there are more showcase shows than there are traditional host feature headliner shows yeah but as you go around the country and a lot of the stuff that are paying gigs it's for host features and headliners mm-hmm. and uh so i'm trying to get to a place where in really great markets, I'm a feature. Mm-hmm. And in smaller markets, I'm a headliner. And to headline in smaller markets, um, some places 45, some place an hour. Just depends on the, the spot. But I feel like I should be able to do an hour to earn the spot of headliner. Is that's it, what, a, what a headliner is to me, is somebody that can do an hour at the end of the show. Yeah. And it's a good hour. Like it's, they know, they're there and they know what they're doing. You know? Yeah, you've got an arsenal and in that arsenal is a fucking hour, which I think is like a, a, a heavy hitter kind of thing yeah, to say. Exactly. Like I've got an hour, not I've got 30 or 40 minutes that I could do for you. Bingo. You know? Yeah. That's cool. I like that. That's, I don't know that that world seems kind of crazy in that. Like they're same, same with like tattooing, like any art form, there's certain levels that you get to that a lot of people don't quite understand. But when you're like, Oh, I've been doing this for this many years, I really should do this because this is how yeah. a lot of people are doing it. Or a lot of people before me did it like this, this seems to be the path. So what's like your next benchmark? I think uh private studio, um, where it's just me, mm. uh, no hours, no shifts, just scheduling tattoos, going out and like, marketing myself and then just having my own space so i don't ever have to be in a shop mm-hmm. and not tattooing it's yeah like dead days where i'm at which is i mean we're thankful for the dead days because a lot of the times we're super fucking busy so the dead days are cool but i'd rather spend my dead days at home and then just be at the shop only tattooing get in there tattoo for six hours get the fuck out and mm-hmm. then that be the move. So I think that's the next benchmark. And then after that, I think it's just owning my own shop and then hiring other guys. But you, I think it's the same kind of way in comedy where like you really need like years of experience. That's all it is. Like I I can't go to an artist that's been tattooing 20 years and be like, Hey, I've been tattooing five years. Will you come work at my shop? That's not not how that works. You know, Mm -hmm. you got to put a little more skin in the game for them to even hear you out. And I feel like it's probably the same way with comedy. Like, someone who just started who approaches a, a big name like hey i want to put you on my show i'll be like yeah okay buddy <laughs> like yeah it's it's interesting <clears throat> i mean um and a lot of people have different minds i 
was told very early on never to say no hmm. to a show um, because it, it's always an opportunity, you know, no matter what happens, even if it's a terrible dog shit show with, I've done them with one or no audience members, you know, like yeah. even if it's that there's a venue that knows that I will show up when I'm supposed to be there. And there's a booker that knows that I'll come and do what I said I would. And like, you never know who's going to make it. You never That's know true. who's going to you know be the next you know sensation. Uh, nowadays, especially, you can go viral for anything. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't know who's in the back of the room. Like, what name may have showed up to your show, real small show, who now knows who you are. Like, you can Bingo. go right there. I think that's the big difference between you, your art and my art. Because I got to say no sometimes because people's skin is on the line. Yeah. <laughs> like, a bad set does suck, but it doesn't affect people as hard as a, a fucked up test. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. A there bad are times set. Where I'm like, I got to say no. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, there are bad sets that uh, <clears throat> suck, but like the worst thing that can happen in a bad set is like you're sad. Yeah, you're yeah. like oh, for a little bit, and then you just and then you, you have just another set. Book yeah. the next set, and yeah. you're like, all right, hopefully that one's better. Yeah, tomorrow will be good. <laughs> yeah, bombing a tattoo is not fun. <laughs> Ooh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Doesn't happen often. Like if it it happens a lot more often nowadays. Not for me, but for like fucking self taught artists. Uh, I say that with like such disgust, but I'm. Your apprenticeship is to avoid a lot of those mistakes that your predecessors are teaching you to avoid. If you don't have someone mentoring you and being like, hey, back in the day, I made these fuck ups. So you should not do that. Yeah. Like you start making all those mistakes and you have to fucking accumulate that knowledge. But in accumulating that knowledge, you're fucking people's skin up. So like, it, I think in my opinion, it's better to like learn and then yeah. get to it. Because yeah. Those- Fuck ups on pigs and guinea Fucking pigs. Fucking up a tattoo is rough, dude. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I mean, you, you see them online where people forget a letter or spell something wrong, and it, it's my worst nightmare. Dude, I've I when I do any words, I give it to the client. I make them read it. If they're with anyone, I make them read it. But then I go to everyone in the shop. I'll go to every single tattoo artist. I don't give a fuck if you're tattooing. Look at this. Read this. Yeah. <laughs> Is this good? <laughs> don't fuck with me. <coughs> right. What's great, I had recently, um, I, don't, I don't remember the name, so I'm glad I can't repeat it. Um, but it, th- this gentleman f- didn't spell his kids' names right. It was on him. He wrote them down. I, I still had the paper that he wrote them down on. And then his wife got super mad. He messaged me and was like, yo, my wife is pissed. Like, I I did not spell my kids' names right. And my heart dropped because, like, technically I fucked up. But, like, that's, uh, yeah, it, it was a brief moment of, like, oh, damn. But, like, then I was like, I, I, I did my job. That's yeah. it. But, like, but he's, he's got to feel fucking terrible, dude. Dog, you spelled your own kid's name that's wrong? That's your kid. You came up with the fucking name. What dude. the fuck did you name your kids? You don't know how to spell that shit, dog. Dude, it was something like alicia or something like that just spelled wrong like something like a really common name i I don't think it was alicia but it was something along those lines where it was like stephanie or something where it was like either a ph or an f or something like that and he just he fucking yeah whiffed that one (laughs) and his wife was pissed he was like we got to cover it up can we change he asked me if i could change it i was like no that's there's no way to switch letters around man we got to cover that yeah Yeah. that's got to get covered and we can put the name somewhere else but yeah that was was the most recent that's so funny fuck up but it wasn't my fuck up so i don't feel that bad about it no that's <laughs> fucking awesome but yeah uh, there've been a few times where you don't like cross a t and it's an l yeah and then you're like ah fuck come on back but like those are those are i usually any fuck up that i've had is really easily fixable mm. i don't think i've ever had any like unrecoverable tattoos Hell yeah. <laughs> those are bad yeah i can't imagine i i mean uh i I uh I got some I got some rough boys. Yeah. But, but they those are stories, man. Yeah, are, they are. Those are dope stories. They're fun. Yeah. I uh I think that's the best part of all of them is there's just fucking stories for days. And you have the added slight excuse that they were mostly drug induced. <laughs> so when you say that people are like, nah, okay. Yeah. You probably didn't sit still, you probably didn't go to somebody who was like like super legitimate. But maybe, maybe. You know, I mean, like, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I like, uh, tattoos. They're, they're fun. And like, some of them are very silly, but still really good. Like the donut is a great tattoo. That was one of the first things whenever we first met, I was like that a donut tattoo is 
absurd, but it's so well executed that like you got to respect it. Shout it's out a, Tommy Omega, dude. It's a damn good tattoo, man. <laughs> I love that guy. That pink is fuck in there, dude, that one, dude. So that one wasn't even really uh, drug induced. I say it on stage, but I was. Uh, I used to work uh, for a company called Consolidated Coaching, and I helped coach loan officers. And I helped run a loan officer coaching company. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Scotty Boy. Check out (laughs) Scott's On the Edge podcast. I was a guest on there recently. But uh, so I, you know, I'd help Scott work. And and it was funny because everybody else in the office is there. They're loan officers Mm -hmm. where they work in the mortgage side of things. So they're they're at 8 a.m. and they're, you know, out at 5 and they're making really good money and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, working really hard. And then I come in like 10, 10, 30, 11 pretty hungover you know i leave around three four <laughs> you know like i you know, i'm not there like the whole day and like i'm just in the office like just making phone calls and doing shit on the computer and like i get all my stuff done so i'd be I'd be good with it but directly across the street was a tattoo shop i worked in an old town in pasadena so one day you know it's two three in the afternoon i was like i'm pretty much done for the day <laughs> Go get a tattoo, and I walked over and uh, I told Tommy he was he was there. I was like, "Hey, you guys have any openings?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm chilling." And I was like, "I've been thinking about this for a while. I want like a traditional, like American traditional, but like pink Homer Simpson donut." Yeah, it says Carpe Donut on like banners, and he was like, "Dude, let me draw that up." Yeah, and he, uh, and he yeah. drew it up, and he was like, "Yo, if you let me do this right now, I'll hook it up fat. This is a sick tattoo." Yeah, and he gave me—I I don't remember what I paid, but he gave me an incredible price. Yeah. And you give it—you make a tattoo artist day like that because we're not to knock any of like the the fucking Roman numerals or the infinities or the hearts or whatever, but like in your head as an artist, when someone comes and brings an idea like that to you. You immediately go, when's the next time I'm going to be able to do something like this? Yeah. Fucking never. Like, nobody's ever going to get another Carpe Donut. Like, I, like as soon as somebody says some shit like that, it's like, I'll be right back. Like, I'll fucking stay right here. Yeah. This is why I do this. These kinds of tattoos. Naughty Haunter, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Naughty Haunter. Fucking, I did a Nagato Hank Hill, and it says propane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude. Like, those types of tattoos where you're like, I'll never get to. I did a Teletubby holding an RPG. Like... Those types of tattoos where you hear that and you're just like, this is why we do it. This is it, right? (laughs) So, like, so what are, like, your top three, like, goofiest? Oh, man. Okay. The the Teletubby holding the RPG, but there's a cool story behind that because the girl who originally got it only wanted line work. And it was the red Teletubby. You could tell because of the the fucking shape on his head. He's holding an RPG behind his back and he's like, His name is Poe. Poe? Okay. I, I just knew it was the red based on the shape. I didn't know his name. I wasn't that deep, but hell yeah. Poe, Tinky Winky, Lala. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. So uh, I did that tattoo and it was okay. And I was tattooing this chick, some like fucking flowers or something on her wrist, something really simple and easy. And her boyfriend was there and he saw it. He saw the Teletubby up there. And I, he asked about it and I was like, hey, I didn't get to fucking do color. It's like this big. I really wanted like fucking i wanted to kill it and uh he was like well i'll get it i'll let you do color i'll let you put it on my calf blow it up you know 50 percent more and i was like fucking what so that one i got to do twice but the second one is definitely my favorite um man there's some good ones um the handshake is honestly probably in the top three because i fucking love the handshake there's just the whole story behind it is wonderful and so then good. oh man dude i did i did very early on in my career tsunade from um naruto mm. and she's naruto like, she's bound and she's got hooks in her mouth and it's all very hentai that's probably one of my favorites so okay because i I, I slutty Naruto's. Yeah, I drew it up as kind of like a joke, and one of my buddies who had previously fucked me over and was kind of getting back into my good graces by paying me a lot for tattoos because, like, I don't, we don't have to be friends for me to tattoo you. I'll make my money, and we don't have to say a word. I'll just put on my music. Like, yep. I'm here to make money. It's my job. But um, he was trying to get back into my good graces and um, decided to let me do that fucking huge 
Like she's she's very big. She takes up most of his thigh. And I love it. Isn't that's wild. That's one of my favorite, like, yeah. silly tattoos that people see, and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Dude? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, Any that of those rules. like coming faces, the 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 anime like hentai face, like those are all wonderful. Being able <coughs> being able to do any of those are hilarious. To me. Yeah, those, and that's an immediate like someone sees that and they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. I, that's the tattoos that I like because like. Uh, I hadn't heard of it till you said something, but it was a uh, it was that subreddit that's like uh, awful taste, but one, great, execution. great execution. Yeah, A-T-B-G-E. and that's, as soon as you said it, it like clicked. My, I was like, that's what I love about the ta- the weird tattoos that I do because yeah, people look at it and they're like, God, that's fucking. But like, he did it really well. You yeah, know? dude. <laughs> like that's so fucking weird, but like still good like the one with the the guy that got the cat on his stomach so the buttholes his belly button yeah she's like it it came out really good for a just terrible tattoo yeah where you hear it and you're just like what yeah the fuck did you get and then you see it and you just i want to hate it but because it's if it if it was done poorly and it was in poor taste then it's just trash yeah but if you just murder just fucking crush a fucking like weird as shit tattoo yeah. people have to like tip their hat they they can't hate it it's such a good feeling i fucking love it oh. like, you, you want to hate it but you can't <laughs> yeah that's that's my favorite kind of joke to tell too yeah is where they're like god damn it i hate that i'm laughing at this you're like i was so well crafted but i cannot believe you son of a bitch (laughs) you got me (laughs) fuck yeah uh well dude we'll definitely have to do a part two so uh tattoos by germ j-e-r-m on instagram yes sir uh you're at atomic in pflugerville right now yes sir perfect well go see jeremiah go get a beautiful tattoo or get a beautiful terrible tattoo because those are the best ones Thank you so much for getting highly social. Of course. Thanks for having me on, dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a long time coming. Take care, everybody. Bye.